This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. to forever Bristol City podcast. Mm, how are we feeling? Not great. Uh, the final score at Hillsborough on a pudding pot of a pitch that was like something out of the 1970s. And no, we're not going to use that as an excuse. It finished Sheffield Wednesday 2, City 1. Uh, I'm joined by uh, regulars Mark and uh, Ian. Mark, I'll come to you first. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say how do you feel in 30 seconds. Yeah, but what were your thoughts come 10 to 5 because we all felt pretty pissed off after the QPR game but do you feel the same or did you expect more Mark? Yeah I couldn't expect things to get worse just when you think things couldn't get any worse they do in a truly gutless City performance where they ticked all the boxes for crap decision making, crap movement, crap passing, crap desire Everything was was crap basically today, and they made a team who were in in the bottom three look like world beaters on a on an awful pitch. But it was truly awful. Even when they were down to ten men, City didn't look like scoring. Couldn't wait to. Um, um, uh, and to be fair to Manning, he said that was nowhere near the level expected. Well, he isn't kidding, and mm. it makes you worry with uh, about, you know, 12 games to go where the next win's coming from. So if they don't raise their game next week against Cardiff, it's going to be toxic, absolutely toxic. So, bloody well, pull yourself together. And Scott Twine, six games, six games he's missed now. What is going on? It's like Humpty Dumpty, has he fallen off the wall and they just can't put it back together again? I don't know, but he's missing. Uh, but the heart's missing and at the city side. The fight's gone out of it since we beat Southampton. And somebody sort this mess out. It is a mess. Over to you, Ian. Ian, um, <laughs> on the beach, that's what I put, being a bit harsh or, or true? Try and defend that. It's not my my job to defend it, but I don't think they were on the beach. I thought they lacked ability, and that's a real worry. Um, but then again, they didn't lack ability against Southampton, and they didn't lack ability in the first half against Borough. So you have to look at it and think, well, okay, then what's wrong? Because we, we haven't got the excuse of fatigue, as I said last week. We can't blame fatigue on it. 
we were actually playing better when we were playing a game every 3.6 days or whatever the ridiculous statistic was so that's not that's not it so what is it yes the pitch was terrible i agree with that but i both sides <laughs> i'd compare yes but they play on it all the time yeah. i'd compare and contrast it if you look at two four players out there two of ours two of theirs who would you rather have in your team Ugbo or conway or paveda or mameti and i think that tells you all you need to know that they had individual ability they had a good first touch we didn't it was it's manning said after the game it was individual errors now he can pick whatever team he he, he he wants he could put four wingers out there but if players can't control the ball and can't pass it and this is something i've been banging about banging on about as well as the injuries and we had six out today again just when we thought we were getting over it six players around two for the rest of the season so um that's something that must be solved and i've written this week on x about how we solve it and what we do but just compare and contrast those two players if the manager's putting players out there who just can't do it then what can he do it, okay. i mean i think next week you'll see even more changes and you might see i think you'll see scott twine back from what i'm hearing and i think you may even say um the young lad we signed from Belgium get a start because he can't persist with Mamete. Yeah. Who just well, no, I mean, since he's come to the club, he hasn't done it. He's flattered to deceive. Our crossing is terrible. Our passing's even worse at times. And in fairness to Manning, okay, he brought in Twine to help solve that problem. And Twine's got injured and hasn't been able to play. So if he's back against Cardiff, um we'll soon see if he was the right guy to bring in or not it's a lot of pressure kid and yeah. you've got to look at how we play. but but you know i mean th this is basically the more or less the same squad as played against southampton in borough so if, if you yeah. want to say well none of them can play football now you'll have to explain why that's happened in the last two weeks all right um mark um the lineup the word changes we expected them uh He's had them on the grass this week in training. There'll be no midweek matches to bring on the fatigue. Although somebody said on air, uh, in fact, Gary Howard said they aren't playing any more games than ever they are. And then uh, what else is it? Uh, something somebody else said on there, we seem to play better. Yeah, we've had a week. It's almost like an international break with there being no fixture in the middle of the week. Um, what did you think of the lineup when you saw it? Um, I think. You know, you know, well, it, you know, not not a lot to shout about. But what could he do? You know, he changed. He he brought in Conway for Wells up up front. Few other changes. Much of a muchness, really. Pring game came back in for Roberts, but wasn't you know went off at half time just after half after at half time because he wasn't fit, uh, possibly or you know, or uh, hurt himself in the first half because Pavida was really giving him the run around, wasn't he, Dan? Oh, he was. Side. He was. But that no, was but but Cal Naismith, you know, he he was so say close to coming back, but 
sat in the studio doing a damn good job, I have to say, you know, verging on not playing the uh, North Korean TV party line. Yeah, uh, he sounded like he's a much better, better summariser. I think he's got a job there because he's... He, because <laughs> Downsy was talking about when will they build? When will they they put up a a, a mural for you? And he said it would be nice to get an appearance. He said, "Yeah, yeah." No, thought, well, he, he, well he, he took the words right out of my mouth, Cal. Oh, but he's, he's, he's not wrong, is he? No, yeah. I mean it's a you know rot rotation poor form. Um, that that's you know put the four two three one. Much, much to be expected, really. Um, Mark, what do you think? Because we used to Cottrell got criticised for it. Nigel has as well, but. You know, eight eight people on the bench. You know, why not give one of the youngsters just the experience of being there? I don't think it really makes a lot of difference. Um, I mean, I think eight, eight subs is too many anyway. I don't know why they increased it from seven. If they, I don't, I don't know why they don't put a youngster on there. He's, if he's not going to get out, I don't know really, to be quite honest. But I mean, it's happened a lot recently, but they're not likely to get on the pitch. Um, unless unless somebody has an upset stomach or something on on the bench and they're desperate to get them on, I mean the only time that we've ever put youngsters on the bench when we've had to, um, who, you know, we've never who haven't got anywhere near a squad is, is when we played Cardiff, wouldn't it? When we had about yeah. twelve players injured at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Ian, um, you, your your sources have been suggesting that Twine and Naismith would certainly be. Featuring and as Mark's alluded to already, uh, Twine he's been out for six games now. He made the bench but didn't get on last week. Clearly, not playing today suggests that he shouldn't have been anywhere near the team last week. Surely, that length of time out, he needs um half a game at under 21 level. He can't come back and contribute effectively. And what was the inside story on the Matty James today, because he wasn't even on the bench either. Was that something picked up against QPR that I missed? Yeah, I think he, he was, if, if it's nothing nothing major, but he was stiff and he stiffened up. And the difference between uh, all of us and Liam Manning is he sees the guys during the week and he can look at somebody like Matty James and think, mm. I mean, I the, the team I would have started with wouldn't have included Matty James anyway. I'd have gone with the same middle two if you're going to play that formation i'd have gone for taylor gardner hickman and joe williams and i think most fans would um with scott twine i think those six games were some of those games cup games no no i discounted the uh the forest games yeah he's right. missed okay. let's have a look he's missed uh the games uh against coventry one leeds two middlesbrough three southampton four QPR five, Sheffield Wednesday six. I mean, that's a well. That just goes to show how many games we've been played in a short space of time. Mm. However, um, he was brought in to resolve this problem. I I don't think you can criticise Liam Manning for um, the player that uh, for a player getting injured. Um, and you never know; he might have picked up another knock in training. It's, it's quite easily oh. done. Um, but I I think. If you know my my gut feeling is if the guy's fit, he's got to play him, particularly after two two defeats. But if he's not, you know, I'll say again, if he ain't fit, for Christ's sake, don't play him. Well, and on that point, Ian, I mean, the way Cam Pring played today, laboured is an understatement, really, in the first half. Whereas you've already said he was given the runaround by uh, 
by Pravada, I think it was, laboured. Pravada, yeah. Yeah, and, and you said he watches them in training every week, well, every day. Um, just by Pring's performance, he wasn't up to match fitness, was he? Why did he start him when he had a capable replacement who had to come on half time anyway? Hayden Roberts. Yeah, what what what's his thinking? Is he trying to sort of appease people by shoehorning one of our better um, players back into the team? No, I, I can't. I don't think he's shoehorning. I mean, he, he brings a left back and he played him left back. Now, he's seen him train this week. He would have known if he's fit or not. Then, um, so, if I'm suggesting that if he thought, I mean, the Sykes thing may have been something that he had in the back of his mind or was even pre-arranged, the substitution after 45 minutes. Mm. Um, because he's he's just back from an injury. So um, but with, with Cam, um, no, I I mean it, I'm sure if he thought Cam was unfit, what we don't know is when he actually went down in the first half, the guy ran into the back of him. And he could have that's when he could have picked up an additional injury, or he could have been walloped where he got walloped before, which was as I understand, it was on the back of his knee. Mm. So you know the answer. The only there's only one man can answer that. But I can't imagine any manager. I can um, imagine a manager because they've done it before. Stick a player on the bench uh, who can only do twenty minutes. We were discussing that last week, and I, I yeah. personally I think it's a terrible idea. Um, but uh, I I, um, I can't imagine why any manager, any coach, would pick a guy that was injured to start. Stick them on the bench on the basis they might be able to do 20 minutes in an emergency, but not to start. No. Okay. Mark, let's come to you. Come to you as well, Ian, on this first goal. Um, Palmer got in across after he outpaced Cam um, into the middle. Uh, what was his name? Ugbo. Uh, <laughs> Ugbo. Should Zach have been tighter on him? I mean, it was a, yeah. good, it was a good, strong finish. Yeah, but no, there was, nobody got near the ball. There were three passes down the right hand side, and nobody got near the ball. So the ball was played back from the from the from the byline to Ugbo, and he had time to turn, and then it passed Max O'Leary. And if uh, Viner's tighter to him, he can't turn, he can't shoot. But he's done it against Will Keane and a few other uh, forwards this season. He, he he's got to do better there. Um, I mean, the, the the you know the other players contributed to it. You know, it was a bad. It was the bad defending well, from the, the team. The way they broke down the right hand side. Yeah, was not it was just a, it was three passes to start. It was three passes that started from inside their first their, their half, and we didn't get near them. But Ugbo's he's he's got he's about he's a yard in front of uh, of uh, of Viner with his back to goal. Then he's allowed to turn and shoot. Viner's just got to get tight to him and stop him from turning. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to tackle him. He just has to slow him down mm. and make him and make him play the ball away. If he shoots, he can block him uh, because he's on his on his left foot, or he can force him to pass pass to another player. And uh, but just slow him down. He does neither, and he scores. Yeah, poor Ian, um, again. It, you know, should we have done better? Oh, absolutely, game? we should have done. We should have done better in in stopping the cross. In Zach, for me, that was his worst game of the season, and by quite a long way today, because he made another mistake at the end where their guy got through and and and, all, and scuffed his shot. Luckily, I mean you have to remember that Sheffield Wednesday are one of the divisions, if not the divisions, lowest scorers. 
So we weren't playing the team today that was absolutely full of goals. But if, if, like I said earlier on, if you compare and contrast the performance of Conway and Ugbo, and I don't think Ugbo got um, fantastic. Um, uh, I don't think Agbo got fantastic service, but he did very well with what he had, and he battled, and he was strong, and he was physically strong mm. and quick. And those are things that we haven't done. Yeah, you say about service here, and I'll bring it bring it up here. Um, and we talk. I think I was talking might have been to you just before we went live, but in, in fact, you might have said it right at the top of the pod. Um, Ogbo. Ugbo, sorry, Ugbo Conway. I mean, Tommy, just, yeah, I'm just going on what people are saying on social media as well. It's not just my view, but Tommy just looks, you know, leggy, disinterested, not fighting. Even, even Cal was saying, you know, he was criticizing players getting tight and saying we're not playing with that intensity. But, you know, that chance that Ugbo scored, you know, those are the chances that Tommy should be. Getting, or is it down to service? Sorry, are you Ian. talking to me? No, I'm still talking to you, Ian. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think some of it's down to service. As I said previously, our crossing was absolutely pathetic today in the main. Um, and as was our shooting. So, and those are things that, that you should be able to work on, on the training ground, whether you've got limited time or you haven't. They're simple things to work on. Because some, when players are overhitting, mishitting crosses and they've got space in time, I know if you're surrounded by three players, you can't always get a good cross in. But sometimes our players are away. And sometimes today, I mean, there was one situation where Taylor Gardner-Hickman steamed forward in the first half. All he had to do was slip the ball sideways to Sykes. And he makes a mons of a five-yard pass. Yeah, it was at, You could have made it. So... Well, you know, you can't blame the manager for that. But one thing, Liam Manning has got to work with these players from now to the end of the season. He can't go out and get three or four more unless yeah. he wants to sign free agents. And we know what a lottery that can be. Well, so well, he's got yeah. to work with what he's got. And, and all, I'm critical of what he can control. But he can't, you know, if a player wakes up in the morning and decides he can't pass the ball, and bear in mind, I'll give you a classic example. There are people destroying Joe Williams on social media after that game. All right. Two weeks ago, people were saying, oh, pay him whatever he wants. Give him yeah. a new contract. He's yeah. got to have a new three-year contract. Pay him whatever he wants. Now there's people saying he can't play football. Yeah. And what was All he right. doing in the side? Yeah. So, And they'd rather, you know, so... It's all very easy to get all excited and all cheesed off after the game. But as I've said on the text feed, I want to see people offering solutions as well as saying what was wrong. Because we can all sit here and say oh, what was can. wrong. But it's the manager. And, and in, in the terms manager. of, yeah, it's I, I, but I will. Sort it out. It's a manager. Let's move on because we can well, talk we, about We've uh, had managers and head coaches that have been as effective, and some of them had up to four years in the job. He's had about what, four or five months? Well, he's had 20, he's had uh, 19 games and he's got 23 19 points. games. So he's down there amongst the bad uns now. And, you know, yeah. we, we, on this, as somebody pointed out on the podcast, in, I think within six months of Nigel being appointed when he had that run at home, we were calling for the manager then Nigel within the first six months that he should go and his form in his first six months Manning's form now 
is on a par where we've been calling for the heads of the managers. Let's move on and get through the game before we talk about balance of the season and what have you. Mark, um, I don't know if you, you put your hand up a minute ago. I didn't know if you wanted to add anything there. I'll yeah, I'll just say, com comparing to, uh, Conway and Ugbo, I mean, Ugbo's a player that, that can be strong and he can play with his back to goal. We don't play that way. We've got forwards who rely on the ball being in front of them and, and play the ball at pace which we don't do either, strangely. That's that the Manning style is that it, the ball needs to be play, played it. It's a, it's a possession game where we attack at pace. So we break, we break it breaks down against teams who defend deep and we, we fail to do that because the movement's very poor and we haven't got players who can make, who can make a killer pass or, or, or forwards who make a run to enable them to release the ball quickly. I mean, okay. today neither were there because even the short passes were, were really were really sloppy. But with Ugbo, you, you know, you, you've got a player who can play the ball with his back to goal, and he can hold the ball up and turn and, and turn and shoot. If not, he can bring somebody else into play, which oh. he did. I mean, he ran out of steam on about the 60th, 70, 70th minute. But there's no comparison really. Tommy needs the ball in front of him, and and he he, he can outpace players. Um, but you know, there's there, there he was getting no service either. But I mean, the whole thing was a mess, wasn't it? And it's okay. been like that for a but while. Then, Mark, sticking with you, and I'll ask Ian's view on it as well. Um, we got ourselves back in the game because we scored. Uh, I think it was uh, Sykes had a cross that got cleared for a corner, and uh, Taylor Garner Hickman um hits a decent flag kick, better than some. Uh, what do you think of uh? Well, it's, it's it's great. It's a great goal because it's an outswinger. I mean, generally, you think in swingers would be more dangerous because players would just take the pace off the ball as it's heading towards a goal. Mm. But this is an, an outswinger, and um, Knight climbs brilliantly between defenders and heads it back over the over uh, over Beadle into the left into the left. The keeper's right corner sails over him into the goal. It's a great header. I mean, he's done a few of those this season. Uh, and he always threatens to score a goal. Today, he scored a great goal from a corner. So, mm. yeah, good corner from Garner Hickman. He he wanted the ball, uh, you know, uh, in a game where we didn't show show that desire. He really got a desire to get there. It's got a great header, great technique for any kids watching and puts yeah. it in the net. Yeah, Beadle wasn't about for that one, was he, to uh, call No, he wasn't. Him. Yeah, he better, better watch out. Over him into the net, <laughs> up at the... Uh, up at the Leppings Lane end, scene of that tragedy, what, 35 years ago now. Neil and family were all there. That's why Neil... Can I just can I just, can I I just, just say something? Just address something on the chat. Um, Fevs is asking, what are Ian's, what's Ian's prognosis of today and what's his solutions? So I think there's been a bit of back and forth there, hasn't there, Ian? Well, we're, we're talking about we solutions at, at the end. Let's get into the game. I mean, Ian, uh, Knight, seven goals, four assists. For him now, we talked about having a midfielder that could uh, could do stuff. I mean, he did the goal. Your thoughts on the goal? But what do you take? Do you think I'm being harsh here by saying Knight was invisible in the second half? I don't remember him touching the ball or being mentioned on the commentary. So the goal, and I being harsh with that comment that maybe he'd run himself into the ground and was puffed out. I, 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 well, yes, I think you are being harsh with that comment. I saw him mentioned plenty of times and he's link, linked up a couple of times with McCrory. The same thing's wrong now in this in um, in, in these games as has been wrong for ages. It was wrong for two and a half years under Pearson. Still kept his job. So so let's go through it. Our crossing, terrible. Final ball, terrible. 
Weighting of passes, terrible. Movement, terrible. Defending. I think the only defender who came out the game with a great deal of with a great deal of credit was George Tanner. And he was taken off to allow the substitution. Now, when they did that, initially I thought we were going to three at the back and pushing McCrory and Roberts on. But what happened is Sheffield Wednesday dropped deep. And you know what it's like when a side drops deep. We can't counter it. And we haven't been able to do that for years. Mm. We couldn't do it under Lee Johnson. So it's not like this is a new problem. What we need to do, as I've suggested on here, is find solutions. Every week, I suggest a team that would do better than what we've got. But if people like, for example, Mimetti, keep getting selected. But, but Ian, he's yeah, keeps hang on, hang on. He's if we keep getting these... He keeps we, picking him. So yes, I know. That, well, what have why? I just said? Why? I, what have I, I don't fucking know. Ask him. Well, no, there's a solution. What do you want me to do? Go, what no, do you want me to do? Ring him up. Solutions. If you have solutions, right? None of us have. Yeah. None of us can apply solutions. But he ain't helping himself by playing Mametti. It's evident. Clearly. Yeah, it's clearly evident. So yeah. that's well, a solution. He's not addressing in, it, and that's what he's paid to do. We're in violent agreement on Mametti. Um, and as I said earlier on, if if you contrast his performance with Pervader, that's exactly what we're missing. Okay, all right, let's get that, back. Into you know, game. so it's it's a it's a little thing called ability, and that's what worried me today. But I'm still puzzled as to why players that show the ability, should we say, against the better teams, can't show it against the worse ones. All right, so then the solution. And I haven't heard anybody come up with a solution on that. It comes back to a position that we used to have at a club years and years ago, which is psychologists, because to sum it wrong in the head, if they can put performances in like they did against Southampton and West Ham and against Nottingham Forest, that they can't get themselves up to it. Yeah. And anyway, let's stick with the game. I think there's, a re there's a reason for that. There's what? because I think we just didn't press very well. We were, our pressing was right off. Uh, I mean, it, the game was completely different to Southampton and West Ham in that we, I mean, and we're basically set up to be a counter-attacking side. What we right. didn't do today was turn the ball over and create chances. That's what we do. We didn't turn the ball over and create chances with, with tackling or good well, pressing. Why, Mark? Why? Why? No. Well, no, come know. on. There must be, you know, is it the personnel? Are they, are we... You know, we were told when this guy came in, Manning, that we had a, let's be generous and say a top 10 squad, or was it a top 10 budget? Yeah, I'm not going to say a top six squad. And the existing manager wasn't getting enough out of the team. Now, for me, I don't think it was it was 50-50 on that. He probably wasn't getting enough out of the team, but they didn't like him. That's why they got rid of Pearson, because he oh, stayed yeah. out of turn. Yeah. We all know yeah. that, right? So this bloke's come in, right? He's had a chance for a window, and as 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 um, as uh, Neil said to me on on WhatsApp, he said um, he said the Jan window was pathetic with four in, two back on loan. One hasn't played since his debut, and another who's only played three games. Why isn't Murphy even in the under twenty ones? For goodness' sake, yeah. So, do you feel, Mark? And so I want to get back to the game, but do you feel we're in a bit of a mess? rather than showing any clarity based on performances yeah
But I mean, we've got players, midfield players who, who who can't pass the ball very well. I mean, Joe Williams is a, is he is a holding midfield player that turns the ball over and protects the back back four. He's not the creative the creative spark. And Taylor Garner Hitman didn't really show that the day. And 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 Knight's really a player who who plays behind uh is plays behind the the front man. Uh, so. Uh, the midfield, you know, we've got nobody who can really pass right. the ball out of those two, out of those two midfield so, so midfield, players. So when we get back, we talk about service strikers getting a lack of service, right? Yeah, it does point the finger. But the they, re- they also require they also require forwards to, to you know to provide good to participate and look for the ball. Yeah, and for we the don't. Ball. I mean, you could you could rotate those players, but they're all much of a muchness. There's nobody there who's really a game changer, and we haven't had those. We haven't had game changers right. since we sold okay. Semenyo and, and, and Alex Scott. The That's the action. way it goes. Yeah, match action. I'll stick with you, Mark, and I'll ask Ian the same question. Uh, Twenty-eight minutes just after we got the goal, um, there was a yellow card. Um, Knight was through, yeah, and that you know if that's ten yards further on, that's got to be a definite red. It happened to be the player that got sent uh, got sent off later for a second yellow, which Robin's TV and everybody missed. But is that a red card? When I Knight think it's because down? there's a, because there's a player in the right back position between him and the goal. That's why it's not a red card. Yeah. But if Sykes plays him through and the guy grabs him from behind, grabs his shirt, pulls him down, definite yellow. I think it's because there's an only only because there's another player in the picture. But you've got to determine, and I think they would have done that on VAR, whether that other player could have got could could have got to uh, uh, could have got to Knight before he he shot. So they've got to make a snap. They've got to make a snap decision yeah. in the in the championship. And they may have got space. it wrong. He had a lot of space. Red card may have got it wrong. Red card in your book. No. No. no, there was a there was a covering defender. It was close enough, and I think if that say that had been Rob Dickey that did that, I think we'd have, we'd have been really annoyed if the referee had sent him off. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery free and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. They might and have then, given us a chance. I think we're clutching its straws. <laughs> it's probably I know. It. And then, And then just after that, Dickie uh, ended up getting booked. But that was, you know, Pringy sort of threw the ball at him. Was that Pringy? Yeah, because he was clearly under the weather. He just let Valentin go past him with a run. Prior to that, and then he throws the ball to Dickie, who sort of, you know, gets yeah, himself. Yeah, Dickie miscontrolled, miscontrolled the ball, and it's behind him. Uh, clear foul. I think it was on Ugbo. Yeah, definite yellow. But he, yeah, he was thrown to Dickie. I think it was. It wasn't anything wrong with Pring's throw. I think mm. uh, Rob just miscontrols it on his chest, and the ball's behind him. That's it. Okay. Simple as that. Ian, we're hoping to close down the first half, but they get a goal. How did you? See uh, how did you see that one? Take take us through it. It started on the right. It ended up not being cleared. 
somebody said Knight should have let the ball go rather than head it out to Johnson. But on a sloppy goal again. Yeah, I mean you don't head defensive headers out the front of the box. It's just some. It, it's it's just not good defending. And if you're gonna, I mean, if you can head them. 25 30 yards yeah you can you can do that out the front of the box but it was um it it was the passage of play before it where we failed to clear our lines mm. when we had numerous opportunities you've got players like Sykes and Knight trying to dribble the ball in the mud on the edge of the box with players around them now it, sometimes you know even if you're man city you've got to, you've got to get your foot underneath it and get it up the field out the way uh, particularly on pitches like that so um that was the that was worse than the goal i mean the goal itself the lad's shot he's volleyed it uh Ugbo's seen it coming and he's deflected it past max really giving him not much chance that would have been a, an amazing save if he could have saved that so we we go in two one down mm. all right mark zach should you have been closer to Ugbo? yeah yeah, it's poor all round again. I mean, Pervader's allowed to get the ball. Uh, he crosses the ball back. Uh, but uh, but Jason Knight, he's on the back post and he heads it out wide to the left-hand corner of the penalty area, penalty area to Johnson, who just ah, follows the ball back into the area, back into the mix, really. But Ugbo does really well because he directs the ball back in. He heads it, you know, it, it probably hits him, but he, he directs it back towards the goal. But where's Zach Viner? He's switched off again. He's got to be tight to the guy and protect the goalkeeper. There's no way Max can save that. He's basically on top of him and he heads it in. Very mm. poor again. And we're 2-1 down going into half-time. Yeah. Well, I was... I, I, I was uh, I, for some reason, I didn't feel as bad as I did after the QPR game. But the substitutes at the start, we did two lots of subs, didn't we? Start the second half and then after 65 minutes. Ian alluded to the fact that um, he thought Tanner was the best defender. Funnily enough, on the 66th minute, he lost the ball way up the field, right? And it was him that managed to get back and uh, stop Ugbo getting a tackle because he managed... Yeah, Tanner puts his... You, yeah, Tanner might be limited, but he puts himself on the line. You can't... As a one-on-one -on -one defender, he's probably been our best this season. Yeah. Uh, block tackling, uh, clean, um, cleaning players out. Yeah, if he could just add... If, if he could add a little bit more going forward, he'd be the, he'd be more of a complete player. But as a one-on-one -on -one defender, yeah. he's been superb for yeah. us this season. Where people have put, you know... Add, add him on the uh, add him in the at the exit door. He's a he's a sure starter every week for me. Mm. Mm. I, I thought Ian that when we made those subs later on, King Wells and Cornet coming on for uh, Tanner Mametti and King. Uh, I thought we without really threatening, other than a Cornet shot that was saved and King had his shot headed clear. I thought we did show a little bit more energy for that last 20 minutes. I'm trying to draw some positive out of it. Yeah. What did you think, Ian? Yeah, I, I, th I thought we did, but it was all huffing, puffing and, and little talent and ability, wasn't it? Again, technically poor, crossing the ball, hitting the first defender. Mm. Um, too slow, lack of tempo. If, if you're going to play like that, you've got, even on a difficult pitch, you've got to do it quickly. Now we haven't got the plan B because we haven't. We've been saying for years, not just since Manning walked in the door, that we need this big, strong centre forward, and basically we haven't got one. Now it doesn't well, we matter. Palmer Holden. Well, clearly we're like giving him that contract. Yeah, but, 
that's with a view to next season fulfilling that role. Isn't he'll, it? he'll, I, my understanding is he'll be in the first team squad next season, but he'll be possibly second choice to the to the signing we get. Now that's that's current planning. That can that can change in a in an incident, but yeah, I, I would expect to see him. But you remember, he's he's playing League Two and he's doing well to the kid. In fairness, Newport fans love him, but he's League Two in the Championship. As we've seen with other players, uh, Kane Wilson was a great example. Is um, is vastly different, and somebody that it could be, you know, Kane Wilson was League Two Player of the Season for 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 the whole of League Two. Couldn't do it. Couldn't even get in the team. Mm. Couldn't stay fit. So now he's he's dropped down a division, and he, he I think he's doing okay. But well, and he might like be back. I mean, I was chatting to Tomo. He was covering the game at uh, a memorial ground today, and Chris Martin scored another goal. He's well into double figures now, and he's got that level for the age he's at in his career. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the and, thing. and the, the exactly the same would apply to Naki Wells and Harry Cornick if they drop down, they'd score more goals just because it's, it's that. Well, I say that bit easier. It's probably about thirty percent easier, and there's such a a massive difference. You only got to look at um, Leeds, Leicester, clubs like that. They were relegated pretty much without without a hope from the Premier League, and now they're head and shoulders above anything in this division. There's, the there's the, the golf. Yeah, and look at the two teams that are done for now in the Premiership in uh, Sheffield United and Burnley. They're gone, finished. Well, well I don't know. They could rely on Everton and, and Forrest to get a deduction. You never know. Points deductions, and bear in mind, if, Liber if Everton don't win their appeal, they're up for another one, yeah. another deduction. And if they get a another 10... Then I think that puts them second from bottom. And Forest, if they got ten, they'll have fourteen points. So with the best, you know, uh, they're taking this seriously now, which is another reason we had to we couldn't go um, go bananas uh, in, in the transfer window because I don't think we're I think we're clear of the threat of profit and sustainability legislation at the moment, and hopefully by the time. The next season comes round, all the um, the, the uh, solidarity payment, as they call it, from the Premier League will <coughs> go up a lot, yeah, and hope. that will make us make us more financially sustainable than we are now. Not that we got a ton of money to spend now, no, but no, no. please, please God, we've got enough to restructure the squad in the summer because it obviously needs it because of this lack of consistency. All right. We talk about that squad restructure. I just want to wrap up two points. Uh, 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 the end of the game. Well, they're, they're the same. Um, Mark, Max, some, I, I call them an idiot. I don't normally call people idiots who post on, I think it was on the forum uh, this afternoon and said Max O'Leary isn't a championship goalkeeper. I mean, he's not the top championship goalkeeper. I read that he's number four in the, uh, heard rather, he's number four in the amount of saves done in the championship uh, this season. Um, he, he was, you know, he did great in the 92nd minute with a one-on-one -on -one after Viner and Dickey parted like the Red Sea, didn't he? But then just before that, a few minutes, well, probably about 10 minutes before that, um, Dickey did well not to chop one of their players and Max did enough by coming out to put them off. So, 
you know, Max sort of kept the score down to something respectable, didn't he? Because if it had yeah, been, because because if it had been three one or four one, the meltdown on the forum would be even more than it is, wouldn't it? Would be quicker. Yeah. <laughs> the meltdown would be quicker, I think you're going to say. They're like a volcano with the magma going. Yeah, um, I mean, we couldn't break them down. So when they played that ball out of defence, but I mean, it, it the way it, it, it uh, the way that ball came off the, off the pitch, and then Dicky brushes brushes uh, uh, Michael Smith. Uh, I think he played for Swindon. He's played for Rotherham, Portsmouth. He's been all over the place, hasn't he, Michael Smith? And mm. he's threw on goal. And Max is just so calm. He just makes himself big. Yeah. throw himself at the ball, just makes himself big like he did against Watford and just blocks the ball. He's a great shot stopper. He's better in the air this season as well. His distribution leaves a little bit to be desired. I think his throwing out's quite good. Uh, um, but some of his kicking couldn't be a bit suspect. But yeah, I think he's improved as a goalkeeper and he's a, an outstanding shot stopper. Uh, so yeah, he's one, one of the better goalkeepers in the league. Do I... Um, He's not the he's not the best, but I think he's he's uh, he's our number one, and we, it, you know, we, we haven't got anybody uh, you know capable of replacing him with Bajic or uh, uh, Harvey Wiles uh, Richards. I think he's just coming, he's just getting fit again, and he's been playing for the yeah. under twenty threes, which is good. But they're they're not in Max's class, so yeah, he's done very well. It's defenders, and he just sort himself out. I mean, two or three times a day, Zach Viner again losing his man. It's a yeah. game he'll want, he'll want to forget in a hurry. Got to sort himself out because, you know, at the start of the season, we're talking about what an outstanding player he was again, ready to make the step up. And then he shows us, in you know, in a few games, why he's not capable on that level because his concentration's so poor. Yeah, Ian's made a good point, uh, Ari, on the Twitter. Oh. Having a better goalkeeper wouldn't give us a single extra point. Indeed, it may lose us some because I can't think of a game this season where Max... Has cost us the game. Yeah. All right. Well, how many games have we got left now? Is it 12? 12. 12 games left. Yeah. We got, you know, 12 eulogies, David. This, you know, this, these funerals are getting longer. Uh, when do we get the buffet? That's always the best part. I mean, there's, there's a guy who comments on Twitter, who's, I call him one of the sensible ones, Dean Allen. Yeah. Um, he said, another soulless display from Bristol City, which is worrying. This season is quickly petering out to mid table mediocrity once more. A win against Cardiff will lift spirits, but not address the long term concerns about inconsistency. Ian, this week, Millwall got rid of their mid-season um, appointments. Do you think there is any pressure going to mount on Liam Manning if between now and the international break, right, which is Cardiff home, Ipswich away, Swansea home, West Brom away, I don't think there's any, personally, I don't think there's any pressure if he only wins one of those games. But let's assume we carry on with performances like that. Do you think there is any pressure on him? And you've already said yourself about need to bring players in, change the squad and et cetera, et cetera. And remember, when he was brought in, it was, this is a squad that is not maximising our potential. Yeah, right? Do you think any pressure could mount in the next four, three, four weeks before the international break? Or do you think we're oh, just... Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's a, a, a... I'll call it small but significant proportion of our fan base didn't want him in the first place. They wanted to retain Nigel Pearson. So he's been under pressure since the minute he walked in the door. Unfairly. 
from me. Um, but people can have different opinions on, on that. Um, and, and I'm okay with that, providing they can they can back those opinions up uh, by by stating, giving good, solid reasons for them. Um, yeah, I think he will be. I mean, we've got a, a, a seven-side derby coming up next week, and they're always quite vociferous affairs. Um, and conversely, a win lifts all the pressure off completely. I think the performance now has become more important than the win because the the problem with the last two games has not just been the results in which we picked up no points, lost with a 3-1 three, three aggregate against, on paper, two of the worst teams in the division. 22nd and 23rd, Ian. That's, that's not yeah. about the push. Well, that was, a, that was a point I made about our running, that how, you know, lowly and mid-table-ish a lot of the sides we were playing were. Not all of them, and we've got to go to Ipswich, but no, not all of them. So, um, yeah, you will be under pressure. Now, you can say, well, that's the right thing or that's the wrong thing. Um did, did the um, owners give him a self-hanging kit by saying, well, we should be getting a lot better out of this squad? Yeah, but what else could they say, really? They couldn't come out and say, well, basically, they're a bunch of Muppets, so we're going to let Nigel go now. And hopefully we'll bring this bloke and he can do a bit better so we've got a chance to change it around in the summer. You can't. If you're an owner or indeed a manager, you can't talk about your players like that. Otherwise, you will absolutely lose it and they will down tools. Okay. Um so, so no, I, I, I think he is under the pressure that championship managers are under, and you, you've alluded to Sunderland, who changed theirs twice this year. Mm. Uh, Millwall, Millwall, Millwall changed, yeah. Millwall twice, who've brought in a guy that they sat previously in Neil Harris. Not, not to, not to, and I, I, I just, well, can I understand the decision? They obviously want a guy that knows the club. And I don't know what was going on at Millwall in depth. He might have completely upset the dressing room or done something else. Plymouth fans moaning and groaning down there about the bloke they pinched off Notts County after, after Schumacher left him and went to Stoke. Um, That's going FYI, well. <laughs> That's going FYI well. Stoke are now in the bottom three. Yeah. All right. So, let's let's let you know, you you pay your money, you take your choice, but we, I, I'm not a big fan of of um, I'm not a big fan of not giving a manager time unless it's absolutely clear that it's horrendous. And I mean, Lee Johnson got four years, Nigel Pearson got two and a half. I mean, Dean Olden didn't get very long, um, but we'll 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 have, we'll have to see what happens. But I I don't see our board um, pulling pulling the trigger on Liam Manning at, at, at the moment. Certainly not now. All right, Mark. What are you? What are your thoughts? I mean, there's no, there are no easy games in this division, but you know, the next four, five. Is it four or five before the international break? Five, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this week at the weekend in the twenty third of, of yeah. March. So we, we got. Uh, the, the, repeating myself. We've got Cardiff, Ipswich, Swansea, West, West uh, and West Brom. Four, isn't it? Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, so four games. You know, and we're not we're closer now to the relegation zone than we are to the playoffs, right? You know, I think yeah. We're going I mean, to we, we were never in with a chance at the playoffs because no. we we knew uh, that the, we we were too inconsistent the amount of playoff chat playoff challenge. 
just the players were, they weren't there. Right. The problem we've got is the style of play. It doesn't really lend itself to um, what we want to do as a possession-based team, which is pass the ball quickly and play through teams or mix it up and be more direct because we just don't have the players to play that way either. So it, we're going to have to we're going to have to limp along like this until the end of the season, and so, and we'll get Max Bird will come in. We know we got him. Yeah, of uh, Josh um, Stokes. Stokes scored for all the been... shot today. In the yeah, National I mean League. he's 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 he played for Sudbury Town. It's only his first season at this level, so he's risen up from I think about level seven to level five, and hopefully he'll make the uh, the jump up to level two. But because of the way the way we're trying to play and the fact that we can't really mix it up, if you look at um, in its most basic way, if we were, if we're a goal behind, we're gonna there's going to be a lot more misses than hits between the now and the end of the season. There's going to be a lot more pain, and we might pick up another three, four, five wins. So it's not gonna it's not going to be great because the players that he's got at his disposal aren't good enough to play the style of football that he wants to play. That's down to the owners who wanted to bring him in. I don't think he's out of his depth. I think that's a bit too crazy because uh, somebody who's out of his depth would get hammered by the likes of Southampton uh, and 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 Leeds and people like that. And really, I think apart from the, the Preston game, I think we've only lost, the, the games we lost have all only been by the by the odd goal. Mm. But we've been, we've been lacking in chances and anything close to the level we want to be at. Right. One thing we got is that we've got a big city mentality in the terms of where we want, think we need to be. But you also have to make a comparison and you have to do this with Stoke, who have been in the Premier League about four seasons ago. Since they've come back, they're trying really hard to get back up there. And their director of football, with the unfortunate name of Ricky Martin, got the sack this week, not doing the need of Loka. He changed 24 players at the start of the season, and it hasn't made a jot of difference. No. So you've got to make the right recruitment. Let's hope slowly that, it's, that we'll see the fruits right. of that next season. But changing your manager every five minutes, like Watford, no. changing your underpants... Ain't going to make difference. You've got to give the bloke time. But mm. I think we're going to get more of this between now and the end of the season because some of those players aren't good enough. No. So that's the way it is, I'm afraid. Um, all right. Name, 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 names then, Mark. Well, Anis Mimeti for a, for a start. Um, uh, I don't think uh, maybe oh. Tommy Conway is the player that he was. But I just think it's you need better players than the, the players that we got. I just to play that style of play, to pass and move the ball around. The players are too leaden footed and we're just not creating the chances. But Anis Mimeti for a start, I mean, he couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag the way that he's playing at the moment. Okay. So, and, and, and midfield, you know, Williams, Tainer Gardner, Hitman, really not. I just good think enough. one of those is uh, Joe Williams is okay. Right. Um, but he's 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 done he's done well as a holding midfield player. But he needs Garner Hickman needs to be a lot better, play a lot right. better. I mean, where 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 where's his shooting ability apart from that Middlesbrough goal? We've seen seen none of that, have we? No, um, no, you're right. And, and there's and, no, and no, neither, because... one of those two has got to grab the game by the scruff of the if, neck. If you look at and get closer to the forwards. If, if you look at the back line, I think it's yeah. broadly okay. I think it's everything in front of the back yeah. four or whatever, right? Um. One thing I want to say um, uh, with with regard to Pearson, look, he had his critics, right? He had his critics, and we all remember West Brom on Boxing Day. That was only 14 months ago, yeah? yeah? And 
the Pearson loving by some was, in my opinion, triggered, triggered by the fact that they felt that he wasn't given enough of the Scott money to go out and strengthen the team, right? So he was able to cover up some shortcomings, right, by the fans' view being the Lansdowns haven't given him enough money. But at the end of the day, for me, right, I've said this and I'll say it again, there was a fallout there and it happens. Now, Ian, let's look at a business context here, right? And then you go back to the board or rather the there's management board, executive board, right? It's like a company that's struggling. And they say, right, we need to get more... We, we need to improve our profitability. And in football terms, let's improve our league position, right? And we go out and we've got a guy that is very good at taking, you know, he's, he's, he's doing okay, right? But underneath, we know that the fundamental problems with the business are we need to get more sales, right? We need to get more sales, more sales, more goals, because we weren't free scoring under Nigel Pearson. I think Liam Manning's probably one or two games, if not equal, with number of games where we scored three or more goals. So what it seems as though we've done is we've gone out and got in a manager who's got an operational background, right, that isn't going to help us in the manner that we want because he's got a totally different approach to doing the MD's job to what Nigel had. and. You know, he's taking cost. I'm trying to use a business analogy here, but he, it, it, it's, it was the right time to change Nigel. They should have been more even-handed about it. Well, they should have done it in the summer or left it for six months. It, all the fingers do have to point back to the Lansdowns because, you know, if, if we end up five points less than what we got last season, say, it's been a bloody failure this season, hasn't it? And you've got to point the finger at them. Because they got rid of one manager who wasn't doing great. He was doing okay. He brought the youngsters through and what have you. He wasn't doing great. And they brought in a young, inexperienced manager that we're investing in him, as Mark has just said, in the summer, you know, let him bring his own players in or what have you. It's bloody risky. And when they got, and they ain't exactly got a track record of success, have they, the Lansdowns, when it comes to bringing people in at the top in the most important position? Of manager, ran over. <laughs> no, their their recruitment of managers and coaches has been terrible, and you have to hope that Manning doesn't turn out to be an uh, what Mourinho called another one from the bottle. Um, and the, the they've made the change. I mean, John and uh, Gavin Marshall made the change. And uh, unfortunately, um, some of it's gone well. Nobody complained when we won 4-1 at Watford. Nobody complained when we beat Southampton. We beat Borough twice. We beat Hull. They're sixth now. Excuse me. So, so, yeah. I mean, everything you said is, I mean, apart from the fact that I think Nigel Pearson would <coughs> still be here as manager, if he hadn't, uh, you call it played up. I've in the past, I've called it started throwing hand grenades 
um, about the new contract and whatever. Uh, the fact was he wasn't going to get a new contract. They were going to make a change in the summer because they thought, whether they're right or wrong, they thought he'd take the club as far as it went. Now, you were at the same lunch I was at when Brian Tinian came along and I asked him how many players are you going to sign in the summer? And he said, we'll sign three, four if Scotty goes, mm. right? We eventually, we signed six, partly because um, McCrory picked up that injury. So he was absolutely true to his word and, and said that, in fact, he did more than he said he said he'd do. And that was decided by everybody, including the board. Now, um, he came to uh, another lunch and we asked him about signings. And he, you know, did Nigel want a big centre forward? No. Although I, I've got half the thought that uh, Harry Cornick, um, they thought was that, that big, strong centre forward when they signed him um and as it's turned out he isn't so um i would say that if the pressure is on them to justify what they've done and yeah, if things that's get no, if, that's it. If, if things get worse and not better then that becomes really really difficult to justify however can i just say some people have said to me well we need to get rid of the Lansdowns, right? And I always say the same thing. And Be then careful what? what you wish for. Well, uh, not so much that, Dave, but if if you get, I always say, well, what do you want to do then when they go? Who's coming in? Right. Well, I don't know. How much are they going to pay for the club? Well, I don't know. So where's the money coming from? Well, I don't know. Yeah. So nobody's got, you know, people often criticise the team for not having a plan B. No one's got a plan. If the, if the Lansdowns wake up tomorrow morning and say, fed up with all this criticism, we don't need this, and they are rich enough to walk. Yes, they are. Without yes, getting are. anything back. A single, yeah. I bear in mind that the club don't own the training grounds and don't own the grade. No. Right? So they can walk and they can say, sod you, we're off. Yeah. Then what? Yeah, because well, and like with any football club, then what? You know, we're an attractive proposition for somebody. Yeah. yeah. And but look, yeah, but why haven't he? So why hasn't he been? We're not an attractive proposition. Well, we're, we're an attractive proposition if you ask the right price. It's like me saying my house is worth two million quid, right? But if yeah, reality, what's the, so, what's the right price for the club, Dave? In, in, no, in your in your view, what's the right price for the club? I'll just pluck a number. I'm conscious Mark's got to go and I need to, to wrap up as well. So right price for the club, I think. And again, this is... <clears throat> I think the football club should be broken away from the rest of it and that's what's holding it up. But if you said what's the right price, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's probably between 50 and 75 million quid. That's my view. And that was without looking at what... Fevs. So just that's talk. just what the foot. No, so that's just the football club. I it's not any say, of the infrastructure. Well, all right. No, we rent the ground off the Lansdowns at a pre-agreed price. If we're in the Championship, it's X million per year, and if we get to the Premier League under somebody else, it's thirty million a year, and then they're starting to get some of their money back. But let's move on. Mark's got to go. Right, uh, any second now, Mark. Um, Next four games, uh, points total, 
that's acceptable to you the next four? Um, I think acceptable. we can beat. I think we can beat Swansea and Cardiff uh, six. Okay, Ian. Points total next four games. Um. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go along with what Mark said. Although it's just like us to lose to Cardiff and then go and win at Ipswich. So, well, yeah, one no, game no, we'd the way all we're like playing, Dave. Play. We're to be honest, Dave. We're so inconsistent. Uh, and just a quick one for for you and Dave, really. When you, when you talk about um, fifty, sixty million, um, we're also in a hundred million pounds worth of debt, which is the football club, basically. Um, the football club's 100 million pounds worth of debt. So if they paid 50 or 60 million, would they pick up that debt? And I, the answer to good, that, I think, is no. Look, which is which, which is why, to be honest, we haven't sold it because Steve Lansdowne will sell it tomorrow. All right. Now, you could say, well, he's asking too much. But what I'm saying is it depends what you're buying. If you just bought the football club and you took on the debt and agreed to pay a commercial rate of interest on it, and you agreed to rent the uh, HPC and the stadium, and you could do all that, I think you'd need to be worth, well, you need to be a billionaire. There you go. Or so, a consortium. And, and, and Is it because what, of the cost? What a bloody state we've got ourselves into that we are in that much of a financial mess. But that's finances are a talk for another day. Guys, everybody who's listened, going to a good number. Thanks for all of you and your text comments down the side. They've been really great. Mark, Ian, uh, good views as always. We tried to make uh, a silk purse out of a sow's ear. You certainly can't. It's the other phrase we could have used. If you polish a turd, it's still a turd. That's very much probably what the squad of players that we yeah. have at the moment, which is being harsh on quite a few of them, to be fair, because I think they're a decent bunch of lads, but they don't seem to know where they're going at the moment. Everybody, have a great week. We will be back with our review of Saturday's game against Cardiff, probably at 6 o'clock on Saturday. Yes, Mark, Ian, that sounded a good time for oh, you. Oh, yeah, because it's a 12.30 kick-off for a second yeah. there. 12.30 we were... kick-off. We'll review that uh, then. And um, hopefully we'll be reporting on a win. Not like today. Final score at Hellsborough. It finished Sheffield Wednesday 2 City 1. Have a good evening. Have a good week, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yes. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he stops throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Rivers Robbins are Baba Bobbin along. When the Red Red Robin comes Bob Bob Bobbin along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepy head, get up. Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, 
Cheer up, the sun is ready to live. Love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin starts bobbing along. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.